0: special edition of the dc3 cast this is brian i had a chance last week to sit down with mr brian bendis to talk about legion of superheroes to talk about young justice and to talk about the rumors that maybe he's leaving dc uh i will not reveal how that conversation ended until the end of the conversation which you're about to hear so anyway this is just a bonus episode we shall return next week with two special episodes so talk to you soon bye one of the th- one of the things about writing *The Legion of Superheroes* is that you have a bit more of a blank canvas than a lot of other creators do, because your characters aren't popping up in other titles. You you don't have you know there's not a bat event six months down the road that needs Cosmic Boy to be doing this for it to be set up for. So you have this this relatively blue sky approach to writing *The Legion of Superheroes* and i know you and i spoke right when you came to dc and you, you kind of teased legion so when you think about what so what's a word or a phrase that you want your legion run when it's all said and done to be remembered at you're shooting for what goal now is it legacy is it cooperation is it fracture you know what do you what do you sort of see as your big picture legion Idea.
1: Well, I think the theme of Legion has always been legacy, and that's why even while you were uh, expressing that question, which I agree with, um, uh, there's two things that popped in my head. A, number one, one of my favorite things about writing in a shared universe is, oh, there's a Batman event coming and you got a deal. It's fun to write. It's almost like um, like you see online people have writer prompts where mm-hmm. like it's a chicken and, a, and, a, and an alien. Write something. Yeah, a lot of that's what it feels like sometimes to do do shared universe, like the real world of the DC universe affects your world. But for Legion, it's a reflection of like we're having the DC universe now. And then there is this Legion book that reflects back on that Age of Heroes from a completely different perspective. So if anything, it's almost like the Uber event of DC all the time. It's like, this is how, no matter what's going on in the DC universe, this is how it pans out in, mm-hmm. in Legion. And that that's how I felt when I read it as a kid. Uh, and that's how I kind of pivot every scene I'm doing. It, it's not a, it's, it's oh, oh, how interesting. That's how they saw us. Or, oh, how interesting. That's how the Age of Heroes was perceived by certain cultures and other cultures perceived it differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us, again, us history buffs, you know, of the real world. It's and, and us knowing full well that some of the history books were written by the winners and some of the history books were written uh with a different perspective than we might share now. And reflecting on that for Legion in the DC universe is kind of interesting. Like how they perceive Batman in the Legion of Superheroes is completely different than how we perceive it now.
0: Right. Right. That's a lot of fun too to be able to play with perception in that way. So so is there a character that you know? I'm not asking for big time spoilers here. Don't worry. But like, is there a character that you can't wait to dig into how they're perceived in the 31st century?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's Monel, and it's a it's a mixture of um. Oh no, Monel's perspective is is my favorite. Of okay, all. okay. It, it, I thought you were going a different way with that question. Sorry. <laughs> That's uh, <but> right. Mon- <laughs> El, uh, and he. he and his legacy and his connection to krypton and earth is going to be uh an enormous curtain pulled back on a lot of stuff uh about the legion of superheroes and i'm very excited about that also because that character's kind of got um a different legacy with different audiences like for Mm -hmm. the supergirl tv show it's kind of a, a rascal like even when i first uh um, uh, said we were doing Legion, and people went, ooh, Mon-, like like their their response to Manel was different than mine, and I got very excited about that. So, so yeah, so there's there's um, you know, we've already revealed plans, so it, it's it, um, if, if anything, that accentuates how the the legacy of Batman is a planet, right? And that planet isn't oh, it's all Crime Alley. It's 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 a legacy of what the Wayne. Wayne family brought to the entire galaxy to uh, show more and more of that as we go.
0: Yeah, that's Planet Gotham has been a really fun part of the book so far, Um, as has the little teases about Damian Wayne and, you know, his future and all of that. And I know that you've done a little bit of bat writing. You know, you did your Batman universe book. And um, one of the sort of things when I was a kid, before I understood Sort of how comics were put together. I I never gravitated towards the Legion because as a kid I was a Batman kid, and there wasn't a Batman in the Legion of Superheroes. Do you have plans to incorporate more of the Bat mythos into Legion, or do you like the separate?
1: No, uh, I think this is this is, this is plenty. I, there there's more coming. We're, every time we visit Planet Gotham, there's going to be more and more. But mm-hmm. that's yeah yeah. It, there's there's so much to the DC universe, and and there's so much stuff we've added to it for Legion that you kind of want to lead into the new as often as possible.
0: And that's the next thing I want to talk to you about. Like like, like, Legion- like
1: like, a perfect example is Gold Lantern mm-hmm. is uh, a character that with, with that appearance comes a whole lot of what happened to the Green Lantern Corps and what are they now? and blah, blah. So that like, like everywhere you turn in Legion, the, every door you open, there's an enormous world of legacy and 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 characters to, to deal with so
0: well that, that was part of my question is that I, I feel like one of the challenges for a new reader hopping on the Legion is just the sheer volume of characters. And you've combated that by adding some more <laughs> to the mix. And I love the new characters. I love Golden Lantern so far. I love the look of the new Dr. Fate. I love all that stuff. So when you're putting together the book, how much for you is about adding new characters to this world versus exploring these characters that have been out of the spotlight for a while. You know, where do you find the balance between adding new and reinventing or building up the old?
1: You know, it's just kind of, it's kind of go by instinct and uh, sometimes I'm right. And sometimes I'm wrong, but my, but (laughs) my, my gut has, has uh, done me well in the long run, a lot of the time, so I, I do go with it. And with Legion, I remember one of the thrills of Legion was it was kind of lean-in reading. It wasn't. It wasn't all spelled out for you on the first page in a giant recap. It was. It was no, no, figure it out. You'll figure it out. And like even five years later. Oh no, you got to figure it out even more. Like <laughs> like it's part of Legion is a puzzle and and letting that puzzle unfold and dropping the reader right into the middle of the story. Versus like kind of like walking them in was was an interesting. I'm kind of having my cake and eat it too because Legion Millennium kind of walked us up to the front door, right, mm-hmm. and then dropped you right in the middle of it. Now you got to figure out who everybody is, right? So that it, it's exciting. I know it's not for everyone to do that, but those who do do it get very, very inspired and charmed and delighted by the experience. I mean, comics are a very unique experience, so. Anything you can do to add to that a unique experience, I think, is a plus. So, and and so we're about like we're in between issue six and seven now. So, here's where you really get the feeling that like locked into it, and then also people hearing um, with an issue six oh, no, he landed the plane. It's all there. It's good. You can go read it now. It's it's all there. So, we're, we I've gotten a lot of that feedback lately. So, I feel good about the choices we made. But I knew, yeah. like the first issue, we were gonna get a who are all these people? And then, <laughs> and then by issue six, you go, oh, I've met a lot of these people. And then we have a very cool um, two-issue arc coming with uh, Legion eight and nine, which um, was specifically set to give a little spotlight to each character. So, and in this instance, I have the um, it's an all-star jam. It's forty-four amazing artists all coming to Legion to do one page focused on one character. And then the artist actually picks the character, uh, say, so you tell me who you want to do, and then I will put the story puzzle together. And we had this really fascinating thing that happened where the first 30 artists, no one picked the same character twice. Wow. Yeah, I wish. It was literally like, and I, I'm so glad I have witnesses to this. The editors all saw it happening because you're like, no way. Because I thought like the worst thing that could happen when you offer dozens of artists you're, they're all gonna pick Saturn girl and, and then you're but the, and then I was gonna have to like to like picking other people but it, it ended up not happening it had enough the best version happened where everybody kind of raised their hand for the one they felt the strongest by and then they uh, drew it accordingly and so uh, so we're about to head into a, the second arc of, of Legion. is really gonna let you explore all the new characters and well, I think Sorry, go ahead. No, new characters and the classic characters that we've
0: made newer. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I, I think has been a really brilliant device on, on your part is by having that opening page of a different character each time, even though it's only it, – that might be the only page in the book that they are the focused character on. It just gives you a sense of sort of who they are. And I know I really appreciated it in the first few issues when I was getting my feet wet with these new interpretations of characters to have that. And I'm very much looking forward to those art jam issues. Um, Is there a uh, is there an artist whose work went a totally different way than what you thought when you handed them the script for that big art jam?
1: Oh, um, yes and no, but it's it's a mixture of artists that that's kind of what they're known for. Like you don't like like you'll you know that that's kind of what I was excited about. What what I'm most uh, excited for people to experience is how it feels when it all reads together. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the printer now, so we, we have it. And I actually sent it to all the artists so they could experience it as well. It's a very unique read. It's, it's uh, Even for jam books, it's very, very, very precious and unique. And uh, I, I was excited to see it. What was cool was, um, and I didn't mean it to be as manipulative as it was, but when Art Adams and Kevin Nolan signed on, uh, that just made most of the other artists Go, oh shit, I better draw that my ass off. (laughs) I'm in the book with Art Adams. And again, I I never, I'm never that manipulative to start, but once it starts happening, I do lean into it and start (laughs) sending everybody Art Adams' pencils and stuff, just because I know it's driving everybody, you know, crazy that they're in the book with him. But uh, yeah, I, 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 there wasn't a page where I didn't, I wasn't just smiling and delighted by the choices that were made. And also, I think I was, I was most impressed with. I told a lot of the artists that you can either do a pinup or storytelling and uh, most picks. And I thought they'd go for a pinup. They wanted to tell a Legion story. And I I was very excited about that as well.
0: It's interesting you say that because I think that Legion is, is almost like a secret handshake among comic fans. And that if you're a Legion person, you're a Legion person. There's no in between you're in or you're out. So to see all these artists come together to just do a character that they love is a very, very cool thing.
1: I, and um, I will tell you, um, we started this process before the, the lockdown. Uh, this was a, like a project we started in, in, a, in a funner world. And then when everything went to hell, I went, oh, we're, we're, all this is going to fall apart. This is, everyone's going to be dealing with their family and, and not be able to do their page or whatever. So I was kind of braced for to come up with some kind of plan B. And before I could even broach the subject with anybody... Uh, about 12 of the artists wrote me privately and said, we're still doing this, right? Because I really want to do this. And uh, I really need to spend a day in the 31st century. And, and and it all came together. And so it really felt like diehard Legion fans. And also, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but there were a few artists who I did not know what a deep Legion fan they were mm-hmm. and how emotional they got with me about just being part of this. So they... I'll, I'll let them tweet about it if they want to tweet about it. But I got i was I was genuinely surprised about how uh, emotionally connected um some of my peers were to Legion as I am. So
0: that's very cool. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do want to shift over to Young Justice for a second because sure. I think Young Justice has been such a fun book, and it's a book that did something I never expected it to do, which was you are fighting with continuity on the page. you are you are going round by round against continuity. And I love that shit. Like, to, to me, comics is messy, and that's the Ooh. fun of it. The fun of it is that things don't always connect. And having to explain to my daughter, who's a big Green Lantern person, like, oh, no, there are thousands of Green Lanterns, and, and they don't always line up and who should be where at the right time and all that. So fighting with continuity is something I've always really, really enjoyed.
1: I don't see it. I, I deeply appreciate what you're saying, and I, and I do – you kind of have to roll up your sleeves for – I've done this both at Marvel and DC where you're like, you know what? I'm leaning into it. This is a big mess, and I'm leaning in and I do agree with you the the mess is part of the fun mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and a part and uh, but it's got to be like the right characters and the right story and and with these characters, it absolutely is and they're leg speaking of legacy, these are true legacy characters living in the now under the deep shadow of the legacy that they're in plus. There's all this, uh, you know, multiverse uh, mishigas, uh which was the original <laughs> title of the book, um, uh, <laughs> go, going on around them. So I, I did. I, I when I when I, you know, very excitedly grabbed Young Justice, and then saw, oh, there's a bit of a mess here. Ignore it and push forward, or lean into it and make that. And it just seemed that the mess itself was. Um, kind of like uh, symbolic towards what it feels like to be an older teenager. Like mm-hmm. you growing up, the real world feels like a big fucking mess and I didn't have anything to do with the mess that was made and I'm supposed to either clean it up or be part of it or like like no one no one asked for my vote and I'm just here now. And, and it just feels like a real truth. Uh, but particularly I'm writing a, 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 an issue right now with David about Cassie Sandsmark and her legacy to the Pantheon and it just feels very real, like I'm about to go to college and I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it yeah. doesn't, And so it all feels very real to me. So it's really about that more than it's about fighting the continuity. It's about, ooh, it's a mess. What can we learn from the mess?
0: Right. No, I I think it's, it's, it's a productive fight with continuity, right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. You come out on the other side better for it. Um, but the,
1: the the fight really comes on Twitter because Twitter, <laughs> like when you're no when you're in the middle of the, when you're middle of it, and this is a long haul. This is like a 15 issue explanation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some readers immediately go to a dark place and think you're going to erase everything that ever happened, and then you get to the end and you go, oh, not only did you not erase it, you made it all a value. Like everything that ever happened, to these characters mattered. So everything you bought mattered. So it, it um, it's nice to reveal that to people, but I wish I could, and I know it's the, it's the internet and it's humanity and people always assume the worst is going to but rarely is that our goal. Our goal is to, to get right. to the good stuff. Uh, so it was nice as the book has progressed and people see, oh, everything that ever happened to Connor Kent Manners is exciting to people yes. who love that character.
0: Yeah. So I, I came of age you – know, I'm 38 years old. So I came of age in the 90s with a lot of these characters debuting. And so when, when the book was announced, there was a lot of nostalgia on my part just because I love seeing Connor Kent and Tim Drake and these folks you know, running around doing their stuff. But when I dug into the book, I was surprised at how much heart was there from the very beginning. There was this real tangible love for one another in there. And that's not always something we see in – In superhero comics or superhero teams, a lot of times the teams are there to act as emotional foils of each other, not as a a sort of an emotional unit. And I really appreciate that you did that, and I'm wondering if you... If that came from the way you read the characters in the past, or if that's something you wanted to add to their tradition and going forward,
1: I, I, see, I, I you, other people have said this to me, so I appreciate what you're saying. See, and it's funny because I feel like I stole that. Like some, some of the writers, are like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, look, well, with Superman, you get Kryptonite, you feel like you stole it. Like, it's not writing; I stole someone else's awesome idea of Kryptonite. Where with with um, Justice, it felt like they were always very emotionally. Uh, connected to each other and very, very emotionally with each other, no matter what, what um, version of Young Justice we're talking about, even the cartoon version or the, you know, the other comics that were out of quote unquote continuity, it always felt like, well, they really love each other. And they re- they're they really a family that found each other. And that's always kind of been the theme that I've been running through uh, other team books. That was part of my Avengers one as well, is mm-hmm. that they, they, they are not, the family they were born into, but this is the family they've made. And for these younger characters, all of which have a really uh, fractured um, relationship to their legacy, their real legacy is each other. And so I do. I feel like every time they're hugging each other, it's kind of like um, like a stolen moment. Um, also, it, it's also a, re- a reflection, if I may and this is where the internet comes in in, an, in, a, in a positive way. I feel this is how the audience feels about these characters. Mm-hmm. They all love each other and they love, like, they, you know, if anything I have, like, there's not a version of the characters that someone hasn't dedicated a website to their uh, fictitious romantic relationship to each other, whether it's uh, <laughs> Connor and Tim or Connor and Cassie, whatever the the mixture is, there is a fan base that wants them to be romantically together. So those people you always know, on some level you're gonna disappoint them because everyone wants everything, you can't be everything to right. everyone. But what I did take away from that is how emotionally connected the audience is to these characters is, which I, I feel as well. So I just leaned hard. And also I was writing the characters healing from a, from a pretty dark thing that happened in my life. And now when I look mm-hmm. back on particularly those first six issues and everyone's just hugging the shit out of each other, I just wanted to hug everybody. This is this is (laughs) I'm Connor and I'm hugging everybody. And uh, and so I see that now, but I wasn't that aware of it when I was doing it.
0: I've also really appreciated all the new additions you've made to the team. I love seeing the other Wonder Comics characters pop in there. I love seeing Sideways pop in there. It's been really cool to see these characters be added to the history. And I know that the core of the book is the smaller team, but are we going to be seeing more with those auxiliary characters going forward?
1: Yes. Well, the, the plan is that, and, and I, I meant to get this by issue six, but I took the issue 15, but the, uh, the, the idea would be that it's not just the core, and it's not always the core. It's they call each other when they need each other, and whoever can show up shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes it might be a team of, like, Connor and Sideways and Wonder Twins, and the other times it'll be a classic Young Justice team. Mm-hmm. But with uh, Arrowette is here. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's basically any of the teen legacy characters that know each other um, can call each other. And I'm excited about like issues 19 and 20. It gets you get to really feel the, the mashup feel of it. And, okay. uh, and, and also some of them know each other really well and some of them don't know each other really well. And that, that's really uh, additive, uh, particularly, you know, because as you said, you said the magic word. And, and it's funny, when I first started Young Justice, some of my peers went, holy shit, Young Justice is a nostalgia book? Like, like that just makes a lot of people <laughs> feel old. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It is flat out. Of all the books I'm writing, Young Justice has a nostalgia audience to it. And that that's great. But there's also a new audience that only knows it from the cartoons or only knows it like from what they're, they're buying right now. So you want to be uh, very reader friendly and having characters like Naomi not know a damn thing about Cassie uh, and getting to know her. While the other characters are there having already lived through her history together, is it's you get to have your cake and eat it too. You get to have the yeah. long legacy history of the character and you get to live in the now with them.
0: I really loved the tone that was set throughout the Wonder Comics books. And I they, loved how all of the different books felt sort of on if you took it in a in isolation, they all felt very unique, but when you took them together, there was a real synergy, connective, connective tissue to it. Do you have plans to do more Wonder comics titles in the future?
1: Yeah, no, we have uh, a couple projects uh bruin um uh, because of uh, Naomi's success uh, we we'll, we're doing another run of that also Ginny uh, hex uh we have a project with her coming so you know a lot of a lot of readers have really raised their hand uh about new characters. In the existing universe, like the, like DC, but oh, let me follow Naomi in. Like they, these are almost like ambassadors into the larger shared universe for newer readers, or just people looking for a perspective different than you know Batman or Superman's. Like right. show me the DC universe from a from a different perspective, and uh, a lot of these characters offer that. So we'll, we'll be doing that. But what I, what I was excited about while we were putting together the initial run of, of Wonder. Was that there was, yeah, that they would all be individual, but at the same time, there was a theme, and all those books were very affected by the legacy of Superman. Like, Superman shows up in every one of those books, but only a reader would know that, not not the other characters, right? So right. I thought that was an interesting thing that, like, Superman is kind of like the, the, the connected emotional thread.
0: Yeah. Now, I said, you and I last spoke, you had just started at DC. I think Young Justice had just come out, maybe. And I asked you, what was what was different about working at DC than Marvel? And you, had said? Of, you had said that the way the books were put together is very mm-hmm. different, like from, from just from a nuts and bolts perspective. But now I'm curious, you have a couple of years under your belt. You've written every corner of the DC universe, at least a little bit, whether it's because of, uh, you know, an event book or whatever else. What how are you feeling about writing in the DC universe a couple years in what's, what's different to you? What's still exciting about it to you?
1: Oh, well, it's, you know, it's funny. It's similar to Marvel in that it's there's, it's a surprise what works and what doesn't work. You want everything to work and, uh, and uh, you try your hardest on everything, but there's, you know, it's art and alchemy and, and, uh, and sometimes it's just that magic sauce that, that, that gets you there that you weren't even aware of. So, I, I'm delighted beyond measure that Batman universe uh, went over so well. Uh, it was the thing I was the most scared of when we were talking last. I'm like, oh, I hope people like this Batman. This is not the Batman they're buying right now. Uh, but I, I, and either they're going to be into it or not. And I was thrilled that so many people were. Um, and, and also that how interesting it is, how open the, the DC audience is for new characters coming in, uh, new villains and heroes. To come in and kind of uh, build the universe, so I, I really been excited about that and, and leaning into it uh, a little harder than I, I, I even was going to. I think when we spoke last time, I was all about bringing in the new characters, but it, it seems that uh, now looking back, that's the stuff I'm most proud of. Like whatever cool. wh- wh- I was additive uh, is what I'm most proud of. So you'll see in Superman, in Action, in almost every book there's going to be additive new characters, both heroes and villains.
0: Now, I'm going to leave on the question. You are the king of the Twitter tease. You like to post a panel here or there that gives people a uh, a hint at maybe what's coming. But we haven't had a real good Bendis tease in a while.
1: Yeah, only because I'm not sure when things are shipping, and I didn't want to, like, like you know what I mean? But – uh, uh uh, yeah, I think you know that that cover we just put out of Legion of Superheroes, uh, 10, that was a pretty good one with uh, John and Saturn Girl, uh, all yeah. embracing because anything that involves romance in the DC Universe, you're looking <laughs> for trouble online. Anything, so uh, so I was uh, both uh, happy to tease that and delighted by the response because uh, it's john kent and anything with john kent you're looking you're, you're someone's going to give it a
0: business so i'm happy that, that <laughs> yeah and is, is there any character you haven't been able to touch yet you cannot wait to get your hands on at dc
1: oh that's a good question um yeah i mean i mean i've touched them a little bit but then when, what happens is you go oh i would like to go there like i i, I wrote some uh some flash coming up in uh, in in Young Justice, and I went, oh, I like him, you know. But, but you know, so so there 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 are quite a few characters that just dancing around them a little bit has maybe even want to write them even more. And and again, let's, uh, it's the House of Batman. So uh uh, we, uh David Marquez and I just finished a a Batman short for Detective Comics uh uh 1027. And it's one of those uh, great DC jam books, and I've seen some yeah. great stories in it, it. uh Collection, uh, and uh, I got to write the whole Batman family there for the first time, and that was deeply exciting. So I'm excited to put that out there. But yeah, there's like a million characters I haven't written yet. I'm, you know. But what's funny is that you you were focusing on to, between Young Justice and Legion. There's like. 58 lead characters. (laughs) I know. I'm okay with what I have. I don't need
0: to read. And just so you know, there is there is a there's this large conspiracy theory brewing online that you're leaving DC. So let's just uh, can can we put that to bed right now? No, no,
1: I've got I've got a contract. I've got yeah, I'm I'm under contract. I'm good. We're we're good to go. I know I I mentioned that like there was an end to my Superman run, and Uh from there it builds a whole long thing. No, no, no. We're we're we have. This in, may I say, for, for those who are looking for more positive news, uh, DC has been excellent about keeping the doors open this whole time. So even during the downtime where books weren't shipping, we were making comics. Uh, and, and so we're, if anything, in a very healthy place where there's a lot of products uh, and a lot of new stories and new characters uh, coming, out, coming your way. So, yeah, yeah, I've got Jinx World books, one comics books, Superman Legion. Yeah, there's all kinds of goodies.
0: Alright, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I,
1: no, 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 no. I'm 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 here.
0: <laughs> Thank you for your time again. Please stay fact, safe.
1: I'm I'm hanging up with you because I have an editorial call about some super <laughs> secret cool thing that's coming in twenty twenty one. I, guess I'm just I never go that sweet, sweet.